0: guys, I am so excited. I have Jennifer here. She has found a freedom, that word, gosh, like I just feel like we all are looking for that freedom in her business, her time, her finances, and most importantly, her faith through the years of releasing more and more over to God. What she started as a desire to help her family find out financial desperation became a calling to help other women to find courage to do the same. Jennifer stands steadfast in the idea of using her business as a way to serve God and her family. Her goal is to use the tools she has readily available, social media, email, the internet, as a good way to make this happen. She knows getting stuck, pushing through the overwhelm, and doing things in spite of fear are key to growing any business. Today, Jennifer is able to use her social media following of over half a million people, her podcast, The Jennifer Allwood Show, with over 2 million download, and her coaching groups with thousands of members, and a number one best-selling book, Fear Is Not the Boss of You, to help other women do the same in her businesses, and what she has done in hers. Jennifer inspires women to believe that they are enough. She motivates them and gives them permission to leaning in their calling. She has, she is that best friend that will light that fire underneath them to cheer them on every step of the way. Jennifer, I'm so excited for our conversation here today.
1: Well, Christy, I'm excited too. So here we've got I've got two things we're gonna do as soon as we're done today. Number one, tell my team cut my bio into like a fourth of that. <laughs> and number two, replace my computer because we've had so many technical issues um, getting on this podcast, but I think it's going to be really powerful and I'm so excited to be here. So thank you for having me.
0: Hey, what did you just say? Like you do not let fear or roadblocks get in your way. Or you technology. I know. Figure oh it out. Gosh,
1: it's happening with my computer? So we're all good now. We're good. I'm glad I'm here
0: i am so glad that you are here and i'm excited to hear your journey and to kind of like you said uh help light a fire under different women um i feel like that that term freedom it just stuck so i think that's what we all look for right yeah looking for freedom from our mind or from ourselves or from finances or from um, you know so much. So tell me a little bit about your story and your journey. I know that was really long, like you said, your yeah. your bio, your introduction. Give me the short story of how kind of fell into what you're doing now.
1: Yeah, and you know, and the thing with freedom for me right now is I had this epiphany a few years ago that like I had to ha- I wanted to have freedom in my time and in my finances because if I had freedom in my time, like oodles of time, but no money in the bank, <laughs> like that doesn't sound like any fun. But if I had you know freedom in the bank and no time to spend any of it, then you know that doesn't do me. To get either. So for me, it's like having both of those was super important. So uh, my journey is it kind of started um, in the year 2000, which right now sounds like not that long ago, but it was literally so long ago, 21 years ago, I was, uh, I was working as a software development person at um, a large telecom company in Kansas City. So I had a desk job, like I had a pager, you're probably too young to remember what pagers are, Christy, but I, I remember a pager. <laughs> I, remember I had a, a pager. pager and <laughs> I thought I was all that in a bag of chips and you know so I had a pager I had to wear pantyhose to work I had a really good paying job I hated every single second of it and um but I just didn't really know what else like what else can you do with your life I had been raised as what I call a super responsible person in my book which means you just kind of do what you're supposed to do and you get the job you're supposed to get and you hope that you get a little bit of a raise every year and a few more PDOs and then you eventually retire and die and so you know I'm sitting in a cubicle every day and I'm like gosh I I hate this, but what else can I do? And I had this obsession with like decorating and houses. I'd actually purchased my first home at the age of 21 as a single woman, which, you know, most 21 year olds aren't out buying houses, but HGTV had just kind of started to be a thing. And I loved decorating and, and, but I didn't think I could ever make any money at it. So while I'm sitting there wasting away at this day job, I thought, let me just, let me like we went to some home shows. My husband and I, we like to like look at magazines and things. And I thought, let me see if I can just go to this little weekend painting class that was within an hour drive of Kansas city where we live. And these people were teaching you how to do like decorative painting in your home and make your house, you know, look like what you see on HGTV. And, and I went to that and I got obsessed with like decorative painting and uh, making your walls look like texture and marble and things like that. So anyway, I got laid off from that desk job that I hated because they knew I was stealing their time. Like I was sitting there using Google, you know, like it was my best friend friend every day, but I was Googling things that were related to what my dreams were. And um, so I started my painting company and grew that to a very um, lucrative, amazing business. we were on extreme makeover for H- or, um abc's extreme makeover we were on that television show three times i had a client fly me to belize um at one point to look at a project for them so it was a really good gig it was just it was a lot of fun i was able to stay home and raise babies because i just kind of kept having kids like uh, it was nobody's business we had three kids um, and two miscarriages in under six years. So, you know, we were busy, but I had other women who were out painting for me and I kind of managed the whole thing from home. Um, And while managing it from home, I figured out, gosh, I actually love social media. When Facebook and Instagram started, you know, a decade ago as an introvert, I was kind of shocked that I really love being on social media. I love talking to people. I love posting things about my business and I found the more i posted the more work we got and the more people were like following me um, on social media and then i would like include my faith and my family and i loved every second of it and so i grew you know an audience of like half a million social media followers and people have been asking me for years left and right like how do you have so many followers what are you doing Um, and would you teach me and i had been saying no christy because i'm like i'm not a teacher I'm a painter. Um, But eventually when you get asked for like the hundredth time, you're like, fine, I'll just like do a little training thing. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but let me just throw it out there and see what happens. And now we have uh, like 2,300 women in that coaching group at $47 a month. And um, I teach them how to use social media to grow a business. And then we have a couple of programs I launched during the year, which teach women how to monetize their business after they've got it online. Um, And you know what, like I am just loving life. We um, in the last year have adopted a little girl that's been living with us for the last couple of years. So now we have four kids. Um, we range from homework folders in the first grade to one in college. So that's fun times. And <laughs> uh, um, and so I just really feel like I'm doing, you know, what God's called me to do on this side of heaven. And wrote a book about um, fear last year because what I've noticed is uh, when you have a big audience, sometimes you will get approached to write a book. And um, and so I was approached by um, a book agent to write a book. And I'm like, yeah, I would love to do that. And she's like, okay, so what do you want to write a book on? Do you want to write it on like DIY projects? And I was like, oh no, like I feel like I'm really out of that season. She was like, okay, so do you want to write a business book? And I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, I know that's what I do for a living, but I don't think I want to write a business book. And she's like, okay, so Jennifer, those are the two things you know, like decorating and business, like what do you want to write a book on? And so we kind of started down this journey of if I could only like write one book that I. I would leave you know in my lifetime how do i feel like i can most serve the world right now and what i've noticed both just in life and in the women that i coach is that all women just we struggle with fear to some degree and we really let fear um dictate a lot dictate a lot of the choices that we do make or don't make in our life and a lot of women have dreams in their heart and you know a calling that god's given them on this side of heaven that they're just afraid to walk out and so i feel like that's kind of where i can most bring my gifts to women is helping them understand that fear may never leave. Um, But you have both the responsibility and and the honor of doing things afraid. And so, yeah, that is what the book's about. And um, that was really long. That was wordy. Just (laughs) like my bio, what on
0: earth? Jennifer, I feel like you and me are probably a lot of the same person. Like I, I really just listening to you, listening to this, like we're on different, different stages in our journey. Yeah. Like, you're, I, you're someone I highly look up to um, and respect so and see as a mentor because you're further along in your journey, but <laughs> like so much the same. And I'm, I'm the most wordiest person there ever could be. But I think that, um, there's so much value to all of that. Everything that you said had power and had impact. Um, and I think the one of you know, focusing on one thing that you said, you know, you talk about fear. Yeah. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of women have fear. I think men have fear too. They do. But I think women, they just don't vocalize it as much. Right. But I think women, we do have this, this fear and we're we want to feel safe. And um, I think that in different seasons of my life, I've been able to do things um yeah. and with uh, an and uncertainty, feeling safe in certain areas, um, whether it be right or wrong. But mm-hmm. I feel like I'm this season of my life where nothing feels safe um yeah. and everything's kind of fearful and there is an exciting element to that because that's where a lot of times passion and lies mm-hmm. um and the unknowns and the you know what sure. where where's your journey gonna head and then there also is sometimes like where am i heading someone yes. please tell me like there's like this balance of the, these two worlds so yeah what can you speak to someone like myself or to some to you know to someone that doesn't quite know they're standing in a little bit of fear they're they're yeah. taking those steps but you know or maybe they want to take the steps. They haven't even taken those steps. What are some, some tips that you can give people um, to, to really, like, stare fear in the face and be like?
1: Yeah. Know? Well, and I think, um, you know, I, it's funny that you're saying you're kind of in a season with fear, uh, as am I. But I've kind of, like, noticed something about myself. And I didn't even, I don't think right about this in Fear's Not the Boss of You. But I can kind of only handle being scared of one big thing at a time. <laughs> So like when I was in the middle of writing my book, for instance, um, I try to triathlon every single summer, not because I'm like some stud athlete, but because it forces me to be really disciplined, to put down the donuts um, and to get back into the water, which I didn't learn how to swim until I was a 39 year old. I talk all about that in the book. And it was a really big deal for me. So every summer I try to do a triathlon just to remind myself that I can and, you know, force myself to be disciplined. Well, with, in the middle of writing, fears out the boss of you, I'm like, yeah, I can't. Like it's scary enough writing a book. I can't be like scared of writing a book and simultaneously like scared of drowning. Like I can only do one scared thing at a time. So I have found that out about myself. But um, so one of the things that I love to talk about with women when it comes to fear is I think sometimes women will see Women, perhaps like yourself, Christy, who you know are out there doing the thing, right? And they make assumptions about you. They think, well, Christy may not have the same struggles as I do. Christy may not struggle with the fear of failure or the fear of success. Or Christy isn't scared that if she reaches a certain level of success, she's going to lose everything. Um, she's not scared of what other people think of her. And that's actually—it's so not true. The the truth of the matter is, all of us to some degree struggle with fear. But the women that you see doing it—and I use that, you know, in air quotes—they're the ones that are just not letting the fear stop them. They're, they've they've come to this point where they're able to go, okay, so I'm scared, and it's actually okay to be scared. And sometimes fear is a good thing. Fear will keep me from getting eaten by a lion. Fear will keep me from falling off the edge of a cliff, you know, so sometimes fear is good. Um, but this fear is probably not logical, because I'm, it's actually not logical to, to think I'm going to die if I write a blog post or die if I, you know, announce my business name for the first time or die if I fill out, you know, an application for a new job, like that's not logical. And so um, I'm going to keep going in spite of my fear, because I realized that fear is a feeling. And my feelings lie to me. I don't know about you, Christy, but like every time I have like a good day at work, this is what I do. I think, I just worked really hard today. I finally got onto that podcast episode that Christy has tried so hard to coach me through the tech, and I have failed miserably, but now I did it. And you know what I feel like? I feel like some raw chocolate chip cookie dough. And so that's what my feelings, like if I follow my feelings, it will most of the time lead me to a dead end. And you know, and 10 And feelings a are nothing more than that, feelings. They, they're not, they're, no. they're separate from us. It's our subconscious they're most of the first. time lying to us.
0: Yes, um, it's so much that we have programmed in from us from a young age. Maybe how yes. we were raised, how we were For told, sure. how we were taught. Like, there's so much that I don't think people even realize that speaking into them, and you're even your mind is speaking into yourself. Uh-huh. In it not
1: true. Like it's not totally. And what's interesting is I think that, you know, the world that we live in right now, it really caters to, uh, you know, pay attention to your feelings and do what feels right and follow your passion. Okay. That only works, you know, like on reality television and stuff. It's like in real life, you actually have to do the thing, um, even if you're scared. And most of the time, the thing that you're scared of is not a logical fear. It's not like the fear that you have when you're looking into the face of a lion. it's, it's something totally illogical. And so figuring, out how you can continue to put one step in front of the other and do something that's going in the direction of your dreams or the call of God on your life or the goals you're setting yourself or what have you, like that is so important. If you're going to ever do anything worthwhile on the side of heaven, I believe with everything in me that you're going to have to just get used to the fact that fear may be a component of that, but can you still show up anyway? We are going to take a
0: quick little break to hear a word from our sponsor,
1: this podcast is brought to you by StartPlanner.com, your tool for a more organized life. Featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Inc.com, StartPlanner was created to meet the demands of today's busy lifestyle, helping you to plan, execute, and organize every aspect of your life in one concise system. Align schedules, to dos, finances, health, wellness, goal setting, and clear action steps to all work together and drive results. Learn more at startplanner.com. And
0: would you agree with this? I think also um, I'm a person of faith as well. So wouldn't you also mm-hmm. say that that God uses those things, those fear, those even those hard things, those hard moments to kind of further refine us and maybe Absolutely. to be who we are meant to be in this journey and on this side of heaven. Um, yeah. And sometimes it's the hard stuff that, that really etches the deepest change. Um, so for me, I feel like that's what I'm, you know, I actually, can I authentically say like I have had two really like amazing days, like on top yeah. of it, in the zone. I call it the flow, right? When you get in yeah. a state of a flow, absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but then today I woke up and I'm like, I am i wasn't, I wasn't in the flow. I wasn't like, yeah. and I think we all have those and you're, you're right. Like we have assumptions about someone and how they see you. We We look at some uh-huh. media, we look and we make us feel and all these different things. But we all are human, and we all are reality. Right. Just being aware, part of it is emotional mastery, right? Understanding our emotions and knowing, okay, I'm not in a good whatever. I'm I'm not going to be my best if I'm doing this other thing that I did have allocated. What can I do with my time? So I actually redirected my entire morning and did some stuff um, that I wouldn't normally do and knock out some things that required different yeah. thinking. And I'm like right. I'm back in my zone, you know. So I think that that's yeah. part of it. Yeah. It's just it's yes. awareness. Like yes. being self-aware um, and that's part of growth and that's part of our own, all of our own journeys. And I think that we all have to give ourselves more grace and... um Realizing that, I 100 agree with that. All are on different journeys, you know. Yes,
1: for sure. And and you know, and part of me, one of the things that has really helped me in putting one foot in front of the other, even you know, on days like you're saying today, they're just you know, start out as just pure junk, uh, you know. Or and so for me as a business person, I'm putting new products out in the world. I'm um, you know launching new things. I'm I'm having conversations with people that feel big and they feel way smarter than me. But one of the things that's really helped me, Christy, is to really remember like. Um, that I'm responsible to not just myself. Mm -hmm. So like for me as a woman of faith, like when God has a call in my life, like, you know, he expects me to show up for that and actually do the things and and fulfill the gifts that he's given me on the side of heaven. Um, I'm married, a happily married woman of 23 years with four kiddos. And so, you know, they're all watching mom in this business. And I can tell you that, you know, your kids, they learn so much better by watching you walk through things, and they ever will, from just you telling them with their lips. So my kids are watching me grow this business, um, and that is an example in front of them. And they also get a front row seat to the fact that it's scary, and sometimes it's hard, and sometimes people complain, and sometimes you get ugly DMs. But that can't let you um, stop doing the thing. And I'm so proud of my boys. Like they literally have built in the last two years a sneaker flipping business. Do you know what that is? No. It's like. Okay, so it's it's like all the rage with um, people that love like Nikes and Adidas and stuff. So they literally buy sneakers um, for a discount and then they put them on Instagram and Snapchat and sell them for a profit and it's amazing. And so I'm so proud of them, but the only reason they've done that is because they've gotten a front row seat to watching mom it. do it, yeah. And so, you know, I've got a responsibility to my family to actually like do the things that I'm scared of even when I'm scared. And then I think about like my community. I live in Kansas City. Um, you know, and you can think of like your church community, you can think of your local community. I think of like my online community Um, that I do have a responsibility to them too, because God's given me influence in those places. And so what does that look like? Well, sometimes that looks like getting up and doing the thing afraid because they need to see you kind of slaying your own dragons. Um, Because whenever like women see another woman, like going through, you know, this thing and doing it anyway, and coming out on the other side, it really does give them like this wind in their wings that perhaps they could do a thing too. And so I think it's important that we remember um, to not be so me focused that that we think that it doesn't just affect us when we get stuck with fear, it affects everybody around us as well.
0: So I authentically can say, I mean, I'm, I'm single. So, you know, what Mm -hmm. I, what I do in a business perspective puts food on the table, um, and it's head. And, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I've been in different seasons of my life of thinking how I felt, how it's affect me. And what you just said is how I actually try to redirect it's it's refocusing. It's not about me it's it's redirecting that energy to cuz wherever whatever you focus on is wherever the energy is going to flow for that sure. day that's so it'll grow. you have mm-hmm. the ability to focus on what's going wrong like and of course if something's going wrong and you need to troubleshoot it sure give it give it the time of day that it needs right. but sure. be able to self assess is it something that's just you're in a bad emotional like a, you know whatever is it something you can focus so maybe it is like you said focus on your energy your community like whatever the external things i think that's so powerful and so much knowledge yes. and so much wisdom Um, Because you don't have to have influence. You don't have to have a following. You don't have to have companies or products or whatever. If you're influencing one person, whether it be a kid or a neighbor or a community or a church or, uh, you know, you have that ability and that power. And I think that some people forget the impact they have and they think, oh, well, I don't have a following. It doesn't matter. Or even if you got a following, sometimes I don't know if you feel this way. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want people to know who I am. <laughs>
1: like, I don't
0: You yeah. know, <laughs> know, like, because it, yeah. it's this parallel of, of a world where I feel like I am, I feel like God has done all these things and have put specific things on my heart and has made me who I am with the abilities that I have to be able to help people. And my big thing is finance and, and organization, yes. Yes. helping mm-hmm. people and teaching people in that area. But at the same time, I'm like, can I just be an unknown? Like sometimes, like, I just don't want people to know. I don't want all these expectations. I don't want people to be asking, you know? No,
1: no, Um, I know. Sometimes it's way easier to hide. It It really is. But, you know, I loved what you were just saying about, um, you don't necessarily have to have an audience. Because when I think about the people that have influenced me the most... They're not influencers on social media. They don't have, you know, big, huge businesses. They're more people that I, you know, have gotten to know on a one-on-one basis. And when I think of the impact that they've had on my life and how that is being, you know, hopefully I'm impacting others um, in a similarly powerful way. I think I just used really bad grammar. But anyhow, you (laughs) know, we're the
0: same, Jennifer. We are the
1: same. (laughs) It matters. All of it matters. And the size of your audience does not. Absolutely.
0: And I think I also went through a recent experience. Um, you know, we did have to reschedule, I think, oh, actually, only once, but I had to reschedule a bunch of podcasts. My son actually had brain surgery um, beginning I'm of this so year. So sorry. So it was this huge thing that I like kind of knew what was expected, but you really don't know what to expect until you go through things. And I think that's a lot of, a lot of times what women also, we need, right? We need to, we need other people that has walked these similar journeys and these similar paths. And even if it's just say, Hey, I'm on the same path of you and I'm on the same journey and we're figuring it out, whatever. Sometimes there's just comfort and camaraderie in that. Um, Absolutely. But I think having that experience, it kind of reshifted a lot of things like, you know, like.
1: Priorities, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. I mean,
0: it's – and it's, you kind of forget, right? You kind of forget on a day-to-day basis. And I actually started something last year where I list out three things that I'm grateful for every single day. I used to wake up and work. Like that would, yeah. that would be like, like progress mm-hmm. to me, um, is, is happiness. And so I would yeah. just love to wake up, get stuff done, get stuff going, start before my kids get up, blah, blah. Yeah. And now I kind of wake up in a different way. I wake up, um, scripture, prayer, um, yep. meditation, and then yep. I start with gratitude through things I'm grateful for. Cause even on those bad t- days, even if you, you know, you can either focus on the good things again, or you can focus on the bad things. So just being filled with gratitude doesn't Mm -hmm. leave a lot of room for the fear. So like you can either be grateful or you can be fearful. Um, that's something that I had to shift myself. I had to rework, um, rewire a routine that was kind of hardwired into me for many, many years that was productive, but it was also self-destructing in a way, if that makes sense. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, gratefulness is breeding grounds for miracles. And so, and when you think about, um, I talk all over in Fears not the boss of you about how God has taught me so much through my children. And um, when you think about like your kids and since we have a gang of them <laughs> um, and I look at my four kiddos, like there's a couple more that are honestly a little more grateful than the other couple. You know what I mean? And um, they just, they're uh, just the position of their heart is more one of gratitude. And as a parent, it's not that I have favorites, but when I think of, gosh, I have, you know, something extra, but only one kid can get it. Like when I think, when I look at my kids, I'm like, okay, who's, whose turn is it this time? Or, you know, every once in a while, I'm like, gosh, I just want to give it to the one that I know it will be so grateful for the gift. And so sometimes, you know, I think we forget that, um, gratefulness really positions our heart for God to have something to work with and, um, and to be able, I think to, you know, um, show us miracles and blessings that maybe we would not um, otherwise be able to experience. So I love that you're starting your day, you know, with prayer and with meditation and and with gratitude. That's so powerful. And it's something that
0: authentically I had to rework. um.
1: Oh gosh, me too. Cause if you're, if you're wired like you and I, um, when my eyes open in the morning, like, let's go and um, and I can work myself till the last second before I pass out at night because <laughs> I love what I do and I love the women that I do it with and I feel, um, you know, like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and so I'm constantly having to remind myself, okay, but my first ministry is at home. My first ministry is to my, you know, my husband, and my kiddos and, um, and in order to show up the very best for all of them, my husband, my kids and my business, I've got to first make first things in the morning the first priority, um, but which is almost like... Um, I've never seen horse races in real life, but I picture it like that. Like, you know, when horses are, they're getting ready to run around the track and they're like, just kind of like right behind the gate and they're just, they like, just can't wait for that thing to open so they can go. That's how I feel some mornings when I'm like, okay, let me read my Bible first. Let me pray. Let me like try to make sure I'm in a good place. Okay, now let's go.
0: <laughs> and it's discipline and it stinks. Yeah, I mean, you, I'm telling you, you and I are very, very similar. And so I started yeah. reading your book and I, I want to end on this kind of final question. Sure. Um, and you guys, like, get a copy of her book. I mean, it is so good. Fear is not the boss Thank of you. you. You are going to love it. It's inspiring. Um, you also have a, a, just a great tone about you that's very relatable uh, that Thank I think you. is a gift as well. But mm-hmm. I think one of the big things that you point out, and I think it's the one of the things that we all struggle with in different seasons of our life, um, and I've actually said it from a young age. I used to joke about it, like, um, you know, being confident. So talking about yeah. confidence is,
1: you know, is not the goal. Right. I'll tell you what that chapter was actually. Nah, it's not. So it's a nice byproduct. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know that God cares about my confidence level when he's asking me to coach 2,000 women every month. You know what I mean? I don't don't know that he cares how confident I am when I'm given the opportunity to speak uh, right after Chip and Joanna Gaines, you know, at a home show. Like, I'm not confident in that at all. So, you know, I think that confidence sells, Christy. And um, you can find a million books on it. You can find a million articles on the front of, you know, any magazine that um, you'll find in a grocery store. And the the reason is, is because most women are lacking confidence. Um, And so that's what sells and that's what's sexy. And there's programs and there's courses and all those things. But um, people think that if I only had confidence, I could do X, Y, Z. And the truth is, is what they need is courage. And courage, like doing X, Y, Z, will actually sometimes lead you to being confident in that area, but you're never going to start there. It would be like looking at my kids when they were learning how to walk and being like, I cannot believe that Noah is terrified of walking. Like, what an idiot. You know, of course I'm not going to say that. Like, he's just learning. And so I don't know why we would, you know, look at our kids and think that they should be confident in doing something they've never done. And in the same way, I don't know why we look at ourselves and think, okay, I've never actually launched a course before. I've never actually started a business before. I've never actually done, you know, this job before or Filed adoption paperwork before. And I don't know why we assume that we're going to feel confident in doing it or that we should be confident before we start it. Because confidence comes after we do the thing scared. We just have enough courage to get started. We do it. And then maybe you'll be confident. Or maybe you'll have to do it 20 times. And then maybe you'll be confident. Or maybe you'll be like me and you learn how to swim as a 39 year old woman. And you're never confident in your swimming skills, but you've now gotten confident that you're not going to die. Does that make sense? Like, so there's different things that we can be confident in. Um, but it's always a hot topic for me that that book um, chapter was actually entitled Confidence is a Crock of Crap. And my publisher is like, all right, Jen, we're going to have to like pull that back just a little, sis. To bridle your passion just a little. But I'm like, look, every woman out there, they're wanting more confidence and they're buying, they're thinking they can buy confidence like in a bottle and they can't. It's crap. And That is a crap message from the world to women, it's going to lead you down a path of destruction. What you need to do is be like, Lord, give me guts. Give me guts to make the hard phone call, to write the hard email, to start the hard thing, to do the thing I'm terrified of. And I hope that I get some confidence on the other side of it. But even if I don't, I'm still going to continue to keep showing up anyway.
0: And the thing about it is, I mean, even if you do get confident in something, right, something can it'll change. Work, right? and it it'll can, shift.
1: That's it. It'll yeah. Shift.
0: I mean, if it'll anything, shift. we've seen that with the global mm-hmm. pandemic and everything that we've lived through for the last couple of years—you yeah. um, yep. can be confident in something, and then historical stuff that you looked at, you're like, "That's gone." I'm no longer yep. confident. You know, then you're pivoting and you're shifting and you're changing, and ultimately, like we—we we, um, were meant to change and evolve, and we have yes. to continuously have that courage um, to evolve, to change, mm-hmm. to I keep doing be- it, afraid to become yes. who we're supposed to be on our journey, um, and. It's scary because I don't know quite <laughs> where I'm supposed to end up. Um, right. I, well,
1: and none of us do, right? Us do. And so yeah. like when you think of where you are versus where you were 10 years ago or 20 years ago or even two years ago, like right now when I look back two years, I'm like, man, has the whole world changed and have I and as our family, you know, how everything's changed in two years. And so um, I think that's, that's life. That's called life. Things are going to constantly be changing, and we're going to constantly have to learn how to adapt and either live um, in a state of gratitude or live in a state of fear, for sure. So powerful.
0: Thank you so much for this conversation, Jennifer.
1: Thank you Um, so much for having me. Tell them where they can follow you, find you, all that good stuff. Yeah, so on Facebook, it's easy to find me because I'm a verified account and I have, you know, a lot of followers there under Jennifer Allwood. There's like 360,000, but um, I have a smaller following on Instagram and I'm not verified, but that's where I like answer all my DMs. That's where I really like to connect with people in my stories and things. So go find me on Instagram or since they're listening to a podcast, Christy, um, I have a podcast. I've had it for four years called The Jennifer Allwood Show. Since you're listening to a podcast, um, come check that out as well. If you're interested in, you know, faith and business and how I combine the two. Um, that's what I'm talking about on The Jennifer Allwood Show.
0: Awesome. And then Instagram. So and Instagram is just your name, right? Jennifer
1: Allwood. Yeah, Jennifer Allwood. Yeah, we kept it real easy. <laughs> and then uh, the Facebook is The Magic Brush Inc. Or well, if they just look up Jennifer Allwood, it's um, so Facebook is tricky. So when I started my Facebook page, my business page, it was um, my, my painting company was called the magic brush. So we had that for years and years and years. And in order to change, I can change the name of it. So the name of it's Jennifer Allwood, but like the URL is facebook.com slash the magic brush. And that's unable to be changed because somebody else already has. Jennifer Allwood is their business name apparently, and it's not me, Christy. So if they just, <laughs> do, a search for, if they just do a search for my name, they will see big Perfect. blonde hair with a blue check behind it and they can follow me there for sure.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And your website is just jenniferallwood.com, correct?
1: Absolutely. Sure awesome. is. You
0: keep it simple. Yes. I like it. I know. Jennifer, thank you so much for this. You guys, make sure to subscribe to the show and we will be back next week. Um, again, Jennifer, just thank you. This was just uh, a great conversation and hopefully ladies, Uh, gentlemen, if there's some gentlemen, listen, you know, maybe this will light a fire underneath you to tell fear, like, nope, sorry. And get the courage to make a change in an area of your life that you've been pushing, pushing off or thinking I can't do it or all those different things. So uh, again, Jennifer,
1: thank you. Thanks so much, Christy.
0: All right. Bye you guys. See you guys next week. You can find any links discussed in this podcast in the description below. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and hit the subscribe button. It helps us so much. You can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are here weekly with brand new episodes. See you guys soon.